um i mean we rented asteras that was so cool and um and we had uh we, we were filming with cinema lenses and all all the equipment and it was and then just the crew just made it work and i don't know how they did it because i had a lot of set design we filmed in the studio and um it, it was set in hell my graduation film was a rom-com of a husband meeting his ex-wife again and and my hell it's not a real hell it's not like fire so it's an ideological hell it's like um yeah filled with like they're yeah. torturing each other like sartre's play no exit and um but that was like one of the most beautiful i could have cried in that moment because i just noticed how everybody was going out of their way to i mean continuity was just insane and i didn't even have to worry about all the departments because everybody was just doing their job so 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 well and i mean my dp like said like oh because the floor was covered and oh there's a piece missing there and i mean yeah just that was just beautiful because especially because i don't know it, it was just so magical this moment of everybody like really working so hard and having worked so hard and just pulling it through and despite the fact that we'd all been working crazy this summer yeah 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 it seems like you're really proud of it and i'm proud of you for making it is there a way i could or the listeners could view it um, the graduate well it's in post-production right now um yeah we're, we'll try to do festivals it was just filmed literally a month ago so um i don't know like i will update my social media probably where yeah let me know let <laughs> me know you. so i can shout you yeah out. Now yeah you i do write, write. Well, yeah right? yeah what's your writing process like because i know there's so many people that do so many things they get drunk or high go in the closet go to a cafe drive uh going i, don't, I honestly do do? like to make it personal i mean <laughs> that sounds so weird considering my graduation film is about hell with two people no it did not i did not write that during lockdown being stuck with my boyfriend <laughs> no i'm joking it was written well before that I don't know what that tells about my relationship. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I honestly <laughs> like to make it personal and make it vulnerable and make it. Um, so I wouldn't say I have like a. I I don't need to be at a certain place. Ironically, it's most of the time when I just really don't have time to write. Um, when I when I when I start writing, when I feel passionate about writing, then I just have to force myself to 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 take the time to write because it'll save me so much time. Because then you can get like a page done in ten minutes because you're just on it. Um, but yeah, no, I would say I don't know. Like I love I I love love being being with people and just getting an idea and be like okay i need to write this down because yeah i don't know i would say even with others like doesn't have to be alone i mean while you're with people and then you're like okay wait a sec i need to write this down yeah, yeah. 
because sometimes life is so ironic especially because yeah. i believe that movies are about connection and especially feelings between people because that's what draws us into a movie like exactly so i feel like yeah exactly because like because like i really miss going i want to go to the movies but i'm so busy now because i am working on like two projects plus the podcast but you know i would love to go to the movie and i didn't realize how much the movies mattered to me until now like i really miss going like i really want to go to experience the popcorn <laughs> experience the you know soda who yeah we call it the movie <laughs> to experience like i got me a large popcorn and a large soda and it cost me like a hundred bucks no i mean it cost 40 but you know still you know it was expensive you know i want to go sit in the seats with the recliners <laughs> you know and like some movie theaters they serve you so you could actually have lunch or dinner and watch a movie yeah. you know so i mean it's like i really do you know i really do miss that so when you write like do you normally write a specific genre like what genre do you write or could you write for any genre oh i love all genres like in terms of writing i love all genres i love very sassy yeah. dialogue and i think i i don't like i mean depends but i like short short lines that say a lot more than what they're actually saying like there's like very short lines and you get like 10 lines out of those this one if you know what i mean like yeah. it's saying so much like you can add like little words like yet not yet or so and that says like 10 sentences you know so i love that yeah and see that's what i love about the english language you can say one thing and mean 20 <laughs> different things yeah you know like i love you can mean i hate you depending on how you exactly say it. yeah and i love i mean that's what xenia told me the writer that i collaborated with for my film she said always show the difference of what like if you want to show that someone is sad show them in a very happy surrounding or if you want to um if you want to show how much two people love each other show them fight i mean you know show them fighting or or say i hate you so much and actually you mean that i love i don't know this makes it interesting adds an edge to the that's just like the edge yeah. i mean sorry yeah. no anyway no yeah, because then they're, it, it makes them really act. You know, like we, acting is a, a showing, not a telling thing. So it's more interesting if somebody says, I love you, but means I hate you, versus them just coming out saying, I hate you. You know, it makes the characters more real and more complex. Absolutely. You know I, mean, I mean, there is, yeah. And you should, I mean, there's, I don't, I forgot how you call this like mistake that a lot of, writers make in the beginning when you just say the obvious you state the obvious and you should always show what's obvious and show the givens of a scene through visual cues or close-ups or a montage rather than saying oh i i just got married you know and they're obviously at a church and in a white dress you know you should, yeah 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 now um I'm going to ask you some questions. They're going to be kind of hard, but try to answer them uh, to the best of your ability. What are your top three movies of all time? Oh, my God. 
Um, okay. I feel like at a quiz show where I have to buzz, I would definitely put bridesmaids in there. Um, definitely um, 2001 Space Odyssey. And uh, ah, yes. I would put, I mean, it's hard, but I would probably put an old German movie, which is called Veronica Voss. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. If if you want to add another one, you can add honorable um, mention. Honorable mention. I, I love <laughs> Paul Feig's other film, A Simple Favor, as well. Um, yeah. Now, what is your who are your top three actors, actresses, or both? Oh my god, time? that's so hard. <laughs> um. Uh, I. I absolutely love i love blake lively i love emma stone yeah. i love um i love cameron diaz i mean like insane oh yeah i love all those women i plan <laughs> on marrying all of them too uh, <laughs> uh let's see uh do you got any guys you want oh throw yes in there? um there's so many I love oh I don't know <laughs> I, I I love Leonardo DiCaprio I love Tom Cruise I mean there's so many I love like every I don't know there's <laughs> I I couldn't even I I don't know I could like I love all, all act like almost all actors because they're like all actors that add a personal something. I mean, Robert De Niro or Johnny Depp, like so versatile. And yeah. 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 You, you know who you remind who? me of? <laughs> really? <laughs> so, so many yeah. people have told. I actually got offered a part in the US because I look like her. <laughs> Yeah. Did you know Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman would go up for the same roles a lot? Oh, really? No, I had no idea. Yeah, because they kind of they, they kind of look similarly similar. So Natalie Portman played in Star Wars, and Kira Knightley was her stunt double. And like whenever they would both audition, and one would get it, and the other one didn't then the other one would just audition for the other one's stunt double. So technically, they were both in Star Wars. It's just that one was doing stunts and the other one was saying lines. Wow, that's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, I get I get yeah. that a lot that I look like her. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, actually, it wasn't yeah. uh, Kira Knightley that I got offered the part. It was Renona Ryder that I got offered the part from because they said I look like her. Yeah, I, I don't know. I see Karen Knightley more than I. I mean, you don't really look like any of them, but I can see like you being her distant cousin or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was an ex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what kind of music do you listen music? to? Music. <laughs> My friends are gonna laugh at this one because they say I have the worst taste ever. I just I love I love all kinds of music. I I love the charts. I love Pink. I mean, she's just. I mean, I have no words to describe. I love Miley Cyrus. 
I mean, they say I have the worst taste because it's not a uh, defined my, taste. Sorry. Miley, Miley Cyrus is so underrated. Let me tell you. Miley Cyrus, uh, like, she has been consistent with bops. Like, um, uh, what's that one album? Hmm. Bangers was a whole bop. Bangers was a freaking movement. Like, that CD there, like, is going to stand the test of time in pop culture. And, I mean, you you know, when she was on the MTV VMA Awards, you know, (laughs) twerking, like, come on now. And, you know, she created a mixtape, which is, and her mixtape is like the perfect club mixtape because there's a song for each step. There's a getting ready song. There's a song that you play when you're on your way to the club. There's a song that you play in the club. There's a song when you're leaving the club. Like it's a song for each event in your like girls night out. So, you know, and I love her music. To me, honestly, it's also about acting. Like, I mean, not acting, but like, yeah, Midnight Sky, you mean? She directed the music video. I'm such a fan, like such a fan. And I mean, she always makes it personal and you can hear it in her voice that it's personal, that it's vulnerable, that it's freaking raw directly from her life. Like, and it's so sassy and she says the things that no one dares to say. Like, she just says them in a song and then people would listen to the song not even realizing what they're saying, like what they're listening to. And then you read the lyrics and you're like, wow, this is so deep. When she says that, I've I've never felt better on my own. This is like a whole a whole mood <laughs> like uh, of every girl like I yeah, don't know. and she's so fear sorry yeah and she's so fearless like she's not afraid to be her and like she has the cutest little butt you know like it's not big but she shows it off you know she works with what she got you know <laughs> i don't i love her i mean i love her as such an inspiration ever since i mean forever <laughs> such an inspiration yeah I mean, yeah. And I still bump, Sorry? I still bump Hannah Montana till this day. I watch it. Still. Like, tell me, <laughs> yeah, like, tell me, make some noise is not an uplifting song. Like, really, don't let anybody tell you that you're not strong enough. Really, you gotta tell me that make some noise and I got nerve aren't still bops. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, like, and she was so young too. And I mean, I've read her biography, and 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 like she's incredible just like oh yeah i mean she's so deep fun, fun yeah fact, sorry yeah fun fact her biography was the first book i ever read it was the first wow. book with chapters and without pictures that i ever you mean read. miles to go right i yeah that's the one that's and the one, when she yeah. talks about all those health struggles that she had and meanwhile yeah. Yeah, and her, like, the way she talked about her grandpa, oh, my God. Insane. And she added this little um, prayer, which was so beautiful and so pure. And I don't know if you've seen her during lockdown. She did uh, she did this, like, um, you know, kind of Instagram show. It was insane. Yes. It was so human. It was so just beautiful and she talked about everything like anxiety with Demi Lovato and and everything and yeah I yeah and then she had like a, a, a an episode with her mom and an episode with her dad and those were probably like <laughs> the best 
I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It was insanely beautiful. And 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 didn't she do an episode with Selena? Yes, too? she did. Yes. Yeah, because I know her, Demi, and Selena were kind of feuding at one point. Because uh, I think it, uh, Miley Cyrus, they they all were fighting over Nick Jonas at the end of the day. They all were. They they all dated him and fought over him. So it's like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really keep up with the gossip. Like that's more there. That's like, <laughs> like there were some funny things on set that happened, etc. And like, <laughs> someone like one of the actors wrote me as producer and like told me some things, and I was like, okay, dude, that's your private life. I don't <laughs> be professional on set. The rest is your business. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like. I don't really follow the gossip on on any of that, like. But I, I just, I don't know. I love them as an inspiration. Yeah, and like um, Ariana Grande, we got her throw. Oh Ariana my god! Yes, she's like her voice is tremendous. And last year was Billie Eilish's year. <laughs> like she came for the throne. Um. Yeah. I mean, insane. All of them. <laughs> I love all of them. Um, yeah. They're all so talented. Um, there was... what, other, what other artists do you like? You said, I think Miley Cyrus was the only one you said. <laughs> I love Sasha Sloan. I just I will always want to say that I discovered her before she was like super, super, super hip. Like, I mean, her yeah. song, This At Least I Look Cool. I don't know if you know it. I mean, she's yeah she blew up like i mean but i knew she was gonna she's like so cool and um as i said i love 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 pink she's so raw she always and she's so creative in her music videos too i mean her every single music i love taylor swift like her her music videos are also so creative Okay, now you lost me on Taylor Swift. Really? I don't like have it. you seen? I don't like it. Have you seen? You need to calm down. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, I like Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj. Like uh, Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj are feuding with Taylor Swift, so I feel like I can't like Taylor Swift and still be loyal to Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't follow all that stuff, but like, I, I, I really love. I love both. I love Nicki Minaj. Like, she is such. A, have you? Do you know her, one of her really old songs, which is called like I think it's called "I'm the Best" or so, and she talks about how she couldn't uh, buy her like buy. Yeah, I think her lines are like, "When I couldn't buy my mother a couch, now I just bought bought them a house." I don't know. I'm probably getting yeah. them wrong, but it's so inspirational i love those inspire i have this youtube playlist that i created for myself with like inspirational songs and like in there right at the top like hall of fame and then afterwards just um uh robbie williams and you know all this and just gets me in a good mood and like yeah, yeah. now do you know labyrinth yes yes yeah, man, I was listening to Labyrinth before he got famous in America. Like, I was listening to Labyrinth when he was still, you know, in uh, a British artist. And I agree with what you said about Sasha Sloan. Like, if there's 
Like, that's how I was that with Ariana Grande. That's why I like her so much. It's something about being there from the genesis, from the beginning, when they started, when nobody was listening to them. And like Kim Trash, uh, do you know who that is? No. Yeah, she's a uh, trans uh, pop star. Oh, wow. But I was listening. Yeah, I was listening to Kim Trash when she was just on YouTube. And now she's like, blown up you know or like jojo like i was looking at jojo when she was on dance moms now kids worship her right now like like, like i babysit and i'm telling you jojo for them is what barney was for us wow yeah yeah that's insane yeah they love jojo man they love jojo so what are your uh top three favorite songs what songs make you feel certain emotions whether it's happy sad dancey what are your top three songs of all time oh i love i mean i can only say right now like this i love boyfriend by selena gomez i love uh midnight sky by miley cyrus but also i love like sometimes i get this old like old songs or so um but right now hmm um i love oh i listen i listen to hall of fame a lot too (laughs) even though it's not that yeah i would say that's it yeah you know who i really admire too um i just realized because we were talking about like knowing artists and they weren't that big but brit robertson like yes incredible i knew she was like i i remember going to the cinema three times in one year or, or i don't i don't remember but she had like three big films or more even like so many films that came out i think it was like the longest ride tomorrowland and or maybe i'm confusing something it was like just too bad but she i mean yeah i love triple dog loved her performance in that like it's nobody knows that film. I mean, nobody I talk to knows that film, but it's just brilliant. I love it. Yeah. And uh, before we go, I want to, because we talked on it briefly, but I want to touch on the audition process because I feel like, you know, as a director, you could kind of shed light on it because I feel like as an actor, the audition process is part of our job. And if we're actually intimidated by it, then we're um, doing something wrong or looking at it wrong. But how do you feel as the audition uh, about the audition process as a whole, as somebody that's a director or a producer behind the scenes? I mean, like, I love, <laughs> I kind of, <laughs> I have to say, there is this like thing that actors say, like, oh, they always work with the same people, etc. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, I don't know like I love meeting new people as well and so I would say I have I had two I mean four but in my two lead actors were Richard Cahill and Natalie Bell for my graduation film and they were just fantastic fantastic and how I met them was I just wanted to create like I was just I was in London in the beginning of the year I was like okay I have a little bit of time and always I have a little bit of time like let's make a film you know so I just I just wrote like on Facebook in a a London group like hey let's make a film who's up for it and I met Natalie and like she was like amazing and then I, I was like I have to have her in my graduation film like I mean 
I did a casting as well. Um, and then and then I realized as I, it just came to me, I was like, she's the one, you know, it was, I don't know. And so I think, I honestly think like I, I, when I used to act, I would always like, I would take things like sometimes like, like it's me, but it's, it's so true. What everybody says, it's never you. It's, it's, it's just some, some, like you have to, I feel like every actor has their role. And I mean, I don't know how to say it, but it's you just I don't know. You, you just, I, yeah. but, but I've heard that yeah. before. I feel like every actor does have that performance in them. But uh, the thing about me, the reason why I the audition process doesn't scare me is because I know. See, when I audition for something, if I don't get it, I understand that they're not just casting me. You guys are casting an ensemble. And if I don't fit the ensemble that you want, then I'm not going to get the part. When I don't get the part, it doesn't mean that I sucked or anything. Like Brian Cranston, he uh, in his book, he said he likes to think about the um, audition process as a birthday party. Because, see, I think the number one reason that people get wrong, they look at the audition as a job interview. And it's not a job interview. It's an audition, two different things. And he said he likes to look at the audition process as the birthday party. <laughs> and the audition is his gift. If I give you, let's see, what's your favorite drink? Um, probably hot chocolate, like vegan hot chocolate. <laughs> oh, you're vegan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just I was drinking hot chocolate while interviewing you. That's funny. But no, like, uh, if I give you a bottle of uh vegan Scotch hot chocolate, you know, I'm not gonna care what you do with it because I gave you it's your birthday present. You can do whatever you want with it. You know, uh, and that's how the audition process should go. If I audition for you, you know, because it's me performing, doing what I love, getting my chance to perform, and I never know when I'll get another chance. So if I audition for you, I'm going to, you know, uh, give you my performance. If you can use me in your film, that's great. If not, that's still great. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, Jack Plotnick says this thing that <laughs> you should never make any choices. Like, I mean, and I think that's so true because, like, you should let choices happen to you. That's what he says. I'm quoting him a lot today, yeah. but it's so true. Like, when, I don't know. I mean, I think as actors, uh, as directors, you're looking for potential mostly and for for people who are open to let things happen to them like because it's actually true you're in the room like if you're lucky enough to have an audition with your partner like acting partner in COVID well <laughs> but uh yeah actually it's so different now because <laughs> the casting process is all different because you're on video yeah it's like a close-up and you have to act for a close-up and like it's that's what the director that I went on a workshop with like we discussed this in his workshop and it's so true because it's so different but anyway when you're if you have the the chance to be in a room with someone else you're actually in a room and actually feelings can come up and happen and that's normal because the character has feelings too and like if you want to scratch your uh i don't know your knee you, you scratch your knee because you're human you're yourself you're not like oh would the character scratch her knees like 
I feel like that's what you're looking for as a director. Like, if the actor is actually gonna scratch his knee. I mean, it sounds so weird, <laughs> but yeah, but like it's true. Like, say for instance, my friend, she's a casting director, and I ask her. I say, "What do you guys look for?" And they say, "I'm sure you've heard this word before. We look for ease. We look for." Uh, the vibe you bring in the room. She says, we could give a crap less about your audition because we figure as an actor, you can rehearse lines and memorize lines, but we're looking at your attitude. Like, say for instance, somebody comes in, does the scene perfectly, but they're cold. They don't look people in the eyes. They're not polite versus me that audition and fumbles over the word, but I'm all smiles, happy, shaking hands. I would get the part over the person that did it right. You know what I Definitely. mean? Definitely. Every time. Vibes. I mean, you're on set. Like, I always say, like, an office job, you can get away with a nasty colleague or whatever. You're there from nine to five, then you go home, you know, whatever. But on set, it's long hours. It's, cr I mean, sometimes it's like hard conditions. You're out in the cold. You if you have a crew that you don't vibe with or cast that you don't vibe with as a director on top of that just makes everything really, really hard, really hard. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and nobody wants to work with a diva. Cause like you said, you're on set for maybe months and you have to look at this bastard for like months on end, sometimes a year. I think respect also is one of the most important attributes because, I mean, for example, the crew, I mean, the gaffers and and the DP, and I mean, they were there like before the shoot, they set up everything. They had like pre-lighting days, everything. And the call time is super, the set design crew. I mean, they have to pack up after everyone has left. They have to <laughs> reset everything. I mean, and I think that's like so, so important that as an actor, I mean, I have like so much respect. If I act on set, I'm like, oh my God, you know, like these people work so, so, I mean, everybody works hard, but I mean, so, and you have to have respect towards everyone. It's like, n no matter their position, everybody's working hard. Like you have to be a PA or a runner. I mean, like a runner. <laughs> That's the same. Uh, on set once, like, um, to, to get that feeling of, like, how hard they're actually working and how important it is. Because if you send them to get something, if that, you know, that's, like, vital. Or extras. Yeah. Extras are vital for every production. Like, <laughs> how, Thank you. How like, I know some people that only do extra and commercial work because it's so consistent. It's vital. How are you going to ever shoot a restaurant or a cafe scene? <laughs> if you And extras have a, a lot of, I mean, it's a lot to think about too. Like, when did I walk? Where? How? Do, I mean, if you do the, your job, I mean, there is like, I mean, the best thing you can do as an extra is not because there are extras that are like, oh, I want to act. I want to be seen, etc. But you have to do what's best for the production and not what's best for your ego at all times. Like in every job you do, obviously. I, I and I hate people with egos. Like I feel like you should leave them out at the door. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. But like, absolutely. Was this um, one guy that I had interviewed? He was a uh, podcaster. He liked my. Uh, I, I didn't even know him. He liked my uh, podcast channel, 
And so, you know, I hit him up saying thank you because I like to reach out to people. So I was like, hey, thanks for liking my channel, da-da-da. And we did an interview. And the first time we did an interview, like, his energy was really, really off. And I was like, can we record because you're we record because I felt like your energy was off and he agreed. He was like, yeah, I was going through a lot that day and we re-recorded re it and it was beautiful and normally it takes time to, you know, put stuff out. Like, I never told him a specific date on when it was going to come out and I was actually, what he doesn't know is I was actually going to release this episode that day and uh, he called me saying, where's my episode? Uh, I've been waiting over a month, da, 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 you know, and I told him that it's actually coming out pretty soon. Uh, but I would like to be on your podcast since you was on mine, you know, to kind of help him out. And he was like, well, I'm not going to do your pot, my podcast until you, you know, release my video. And I kind of got offended. I was like, you know, you're not going to dictate when or when I'm not going to post the video. You know, I almost don't want to post it. You know, that'll make me not want to like it would have been posted by now if he wouldn't have said that. And uh, I told him that, you know, you know, it's not good to be petty in business. So I will post your video. I will post it December 1st. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wait like no, december wow. that was like months after the recording right yeah <laughs> when did you sorry i didn't get when you recorded but yeah oh my god that's so <laughs> yeah yeah but i feel that's yeah yeah and i know that's petty and i'll probably record it you know before then i mean post it before then but i'm you know i'm not gonna let you come into my space and try to like be passive aggressive with me and be like, I'm not doing, you know, your in interview until you release my podcast, especially, you know, since I, you know, was trying to do you a favor in the first place <laughs> by doing it with you. And because I have more listeners, than you, you know what I mean? Like at this point, I'm like, keep the interview. I'm going to post it because I promised him I would. Uh, and he dedicated his, his time to me, but you know, he can, I don't want to be, you know, interviewed by somebody like that. You know, I have better things to do. So definitely I say, leave your ego at the door. I know it's hard, but you know, it's best. You got to see the bigger picture. Like, there is nothing worse than, for example, a DP who does it for his showreel. And like there are DPs who don't who don't care about like continuity or whatever. And then if you only care about your department, the film is going to suck because, for example, like if as a DP you're like, oh, the framing looks better if I put this here, etc. And then and then continuity is like people are going to notice this, this change that you made and like, you know, moving lights around or whatever. And you've got it because he cares about whatever like his showreel the 10 seconds that he'll put in i mean not that i've worked with anyone but i've heard this happen and i mean but like it's and then you just see that it's for his ego and he doesn't care about the project but you always have to put aside your personal whatever interests and work for the bigger and you can see that in the film if people were working for themselves and for their whatever credit or if people were genuinely like the crew i have now 
when on the shoots that I'm producing, like the the crew I get, like I've I've got this these people around me, like like Raleigh or Ilya or like they're just insanely invested in the project itself and literally like like Ilya is a DP she was my DP for for uh, uh for for my film but she would work as a first AC or a second AC even just because she loves the project and she wants the best but you know I mean you know those kind of people who are like I'm not doing it for my CV I'm doing it for the project you know or like even without being credited at all like we worked on the set where where I was on now and um I'm producing well <laughs> co-producing it and and I was like we have to put her in the credits because she did so much but she was just she's she's editing it and oh uh, yeah I don't know it's like it's like she was on set to help out but without like being like hey I have to be in the credits whatever you know and those are the kind of people we can always work with because you know, they genuinely care about the project. Yeah, and see, that's why a lot of directors, um, they do work with the same people all the time because they know they can deliver, you know. Yeah, and vibes are so important. And ego, like, I've met, like, the people... Or, it's It sounds ironic, but the people that I have on set most of the time, they're so spiritual. Like, for example, into Edgar, Eckhart Tolle or like The Power of Now or all the, these like like books that are on. I mean, they're so spiritual and that's I vibe so well with them because I'm I'm into that, too. And you can see it in their work that they have this approach to life that like, you know, this like more less ego driven approach yeah definitely definitely well is there anything else you would like to say no thank you so much for having me that was a lovely chat um yeah thank you for your time i really enjoyed myself <laughs> me too me too what a lovely conversation and um thanks to whoever is listening to this Hobie, I, I I have to say I didn't get much sleep those past weeks. I mean, even the, the past days especially. So I was like, I hope this is going to make sense if we do the podcast today because I might just ramble because I got like three hours last night. No, no, last night was better. But the nights before that, we were on set and it was late and yeah. Yeah, oh no, I'd rather you uh, ramble then have nothing to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but uh, keep the sleep deprivation in mind. I'm not like, well, yeah, but honestly, that's that's actually, I feel like when you're very sleepy, you say what you genuinely think and you don't have energy or time to say something that you don't really mean. So you just say what you think. And so that's, those yeah. are the like or podcast because you have people being vulnerable honest yeah, it, it, it's raw you know yeah. <laughs> okay yeah, well definitely. thank you so so much no problem and fun fact you're not the only person that's sleepy i think i fell asleep during this spot no i'll just get it <laughs> thank you no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I talk too much, I know. No, Especially when I'm sleeping. 
nah, you you don't talk enough. You don't talk enough. <laughs> yeah, I, we got to do a part two, definitely, because I would like to just have you come on and just talk about different movies, especially Eurovision once you see it. Because it's hilarious. I happy cried at the end. Amazing! Oh my god, I can't, I can't wait. Wait to, I have like withdrawal symptoms because I've been on set for like what three months now, like almost constantly working. And yeah, I I don't have time to watch films. Like, and yeah. I have like this this huge. I was like, uh, so I'm finishing shooting on on Monday and then Tuesday. I was like. <laughs> If my phone is off and nobody can reach me, I'm in my room watching movies from morning till night because I have like to catch up on everything. I've missed so much. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, like I said, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I would love to have you back. And good night. <laughs> Thank you so sleep. much. So, uh, it's afternoon there, right? So have a have a lovely evening. And thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably going to go to sleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It was okay. tough for you, too. Had no sleep. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you to yeah. everyone who was listening. This was fun. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to make Bye. it any more awkward. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>